With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful folks at Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and they will get you up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. ZenSports.com is where you go. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, where your first workout is free. You can't beat free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, go to TrueMathFitness.com, where no workout is ever recycled or repeated. So we're sitting uh, doing the radio show today on 104.5 The Zone, and we were going through and talking about a variety of different things. And in the middle of the show, probably about uh, right before the noon hour, I would say, maybe quarter till quarter to 12 uh, Central Time, we got a tweet from Chris Sims. So Chris Sims, former quarterback, obviously Titans fans are familiar with Chris Sims, Doing a show now for NBC, uh, not just uh, Football Night in America, the pregame show for Sunday Night Football, but he does a weekday broadcast with Mike Florio called Pro Football Talk Live. And they had Brock Bowers on Pro Football Talk Live today. And all the tweet said was uh, from Chris Sims was, rarely do draft prospects ever tell you which team they'd like to play for. We just asked Brock Bowers the question, and he said Titans. Oh, that's pretty compelling. What on earth is Brock Bowers signaling the Titans for? It was at least my reaction. We'll talk about it together, and you'll hear from Brock Bowers in his own words right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service is what they provide to you. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, How would you feel about the Titans going Brock Bowers over more pressing needs? Because in this scenario, we have no idea if the Titans are sticking at seven, if the Titans have traded back, if both of the top left tackles are on the board, if one of the two top left tackles is on the board, what the wide receiver situation looks like. Titans could really use a corner. I don't know that there's one that I would take seventh overall or in the top 10, Uh, given their positional needs elsewhere, but certainly there are defensive uh, positions that they need to add to. Now, I think most of us are thinking offense in the first round, but I don't know that many of us were thinking tight end. So when Brock Bowers puts his name on this, I think it caught everybody, including Mike Florio, based on his facial expressions, caught everybody a bit by surprise. Well, I know you can't control it, but if you could, where would you want to go? Whoever wants to take me. I mean, I'd uh, it's, it's hard to say. I'd, I'd love to go to. Um, he wants the Niners well, to get rid of Kittle, and then he wants to go to the 49ers. <laughs> I'd be all right. Let him say it. I'd be all right with going to the, the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I liked it down really? in, in the Georgia, yeah. Tennessee area. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I thought it was cool, but uh, yeah, that'd be a cool spot to Yeah. Be. You hear that, Titans? You hear that, Titans? That's right. So, Brock Bowers, who's been the consensus best tight end prospect, I mean, of any of the last three drafts, had he been eligible, 
uh, has been, you know, a pro prospect, a top flight pro prospect since he came in in his freshman season. Uh, last year, 56 catches for 714 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, it was honestly a, a down year for Brock Bowers. Uh, it's it's the, uh, well, I guess he had 56 catches his rookie, or rather his freshman season as well, 63 in 2022, um, 942 yards, seven touchdowns. He did have 13 touchdown catches in 2021, which is outrageous. Um, so the dude is highly productive. He's a threat at any level of your defense or against any level of your defense. He can make you pay in a variety of different ways. And he is leaps and bounds better than the next tight end prospect. Now, the Titans have two young tight ends on their roster. Chiga Conquo, who is going into, this is going to be year three already for Chig, which is crazy to think about. You're three already for that draft class, which is even tougher given the lack of production that you've really gotten out of Chig and NPF and Traylon and Phillips. But we don't have to revisit all that. But it does, you know, kind of, it does kind of heighten the urgency in a variety of different positions, right? Your tackles still suck. Your wide receivers beyond DeAndre Hopkins still kind of suck. Your tight ends don't suck. But it's not like Chig has given you great confidence that he can do it for an entire NFL season. Started to come on late. And, you know, in full transparency, I had heard that Chig was one of the players who may have had a disenchanting Mike Vrabel experience, uh, shall, we, uh, shall we say, that, you know, Mike can push young players um, you know, when he sees that they have, the, he's it, this is not an uncommon approach. He kind of, I don't know that he picks out one player every year that he's going to kind of harp on a little bit, but he's done this with players in years past. David Long is somebody who Mike Vrabel took a very big interest in, and it paid dividends. Jayon Brown is somebody who in his second year, I remember, or in Mike Vrabel's first year, I don't think it was Jayon's second, it might have been Jayon's third. Either way, Mike Vrabel's first year here, Man, I don't know that he pushed any player harder than he did Jayon. And I think Chig got a similar experience and may not have handled it. Well, I don't want to say handled it. I think Chig handled it fine. It's not like he was, you know, a malcontent or anything like that. I just think it might have, it might not have been the best approach with Chig specifically. Now, to Chig's credit, he played well down the stretch. He rebounded really nicely in the second half of the season. It really wasn't the second half of the season. It was more like the the final quarter of the season, it felt like Chigakonkwa was somebody that you could legitimately count on week in and week out. And to Josh Wiley's credit, Cheddar Bob, right? Josh Wiley is somebody who's intriguing, made strides, like he was working well within their blocking concepts and stuff like that. I think that he was starting to develop a chemistry with his fellow rookie uh, classmate in Will Levis. But it's not like either of those two are irreplaceable, right? Chig is a fourth-round pick. Wiley's a fifth-round pick. Both have skill sets that you can utilize, certainly, but they're not, you know, they're not, uh, like I said, irreplaceable by any stretch of the imagination. And an elite-level prospect, because he is an elite-level prospect, Brock Bowers, he, I would have a hard time placing him any lower than third as far as the best players in this NFL draft if you wanted to go Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then maybe Bowers or 
you know, maybe you're going Bowers over Marvin Harrison Jr. I think there would be some debate about that, but Bowers is really, really high level is my point. All that to say, how would I feel about it? I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate them for it. I, and there, there would be no pushback from me. I mean, I don't want to say no pushback at all. I think that I would still look at them kind of with a side eye about their offensive line situation. Depend Again, all this depends on who's on the board, right? If, if Alter, Bashanu are not there and if Malik Neighbors is gone and you're talking about Brock Bowers is the best available player, then yeah, then it's a no-brainer. If Alt or Fashanu is there, if Malik Neighbors is there, I think it becomes a much more interesting discussion, but I don't think that they can make an outright wrong choice if they went tackle wide receiver or Bowers at seven, assuming they stay at seven, right? We have no idea what kind of trade up, trade back type of situation may manifest manifest itself in the coming, what do we got, two months, just about, a little more than two months before we get to the NFL draft, which is crazy. That doesn't seem, it should. It feels like it should be farther away, but it's not at all. Yeah, I wouldn't hate them making that decision. I would be on board with it. I don't know that I could say I'd be 100% like, irrefutably on board with it, but I would understand the logic, even if two other players at two different positions of need were available, I still don't think I could like bash them for taking Brock Bowers, right? I wouldn't bash them for taking Brock Bowers. In fact, I would, I would like it in principle. Now, the fact that he wants to play here, because it seems like he likes this part of the country, um, I'm sure at some point, you know, the boys uh, from Georgia made their way up to Nashville. Uh, Nashville's a good-ass time. Obviously, everybody wants to move here. Everybody wants to come party here. It's second to really not that many places around the country as far as good times to be had. And certainly, Brock Bowers has probably uh, has probably either heard or experienced that for himself. To, so, you know, you like to hear that from him, certainly, whether it has any impact on their ability to take him or not remains to be seen. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the great folks at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, TrueMath Fitness always gives you the best workout options, whether it's the personal training, whether it's the group fitness boot camp style classes, whether it is just a membership to work out at your own pace in their gym with one of their membership options. TrueMath Fitness always goes above and beyond to give you a new way to work out, the best way to work out for the best version of you. TrueMathFitness.com, where your first workout is free. So Bowers is intriguing, really, really intriguing, because I think he satisfies a couple of different things. Offensive line would obviously check one box. Wide receiver would obviously check another. Bowers could potentially check both to an extent, right? He's going to have to participate in your protection plan. He's also going to be a big part of your passing game. I am fascinated to see what direction uh, Brian Callahan, and as he continues to fill out his coaching staff, and Rand Carthon and Chad Brinker, who's going to be heavily involved in this process, and Anthony Robinson, the assistant general manager, and everybody else who is currently scouting for the Titans and helping make these decisions. Of course, free agency will happen between now and then. 
I am so fascinated. It's just good. It's, it's one of the more fun parts of not just being a football fan, but covering a football team is when they're down bad, how they build the thing back up. Cause we're not quite at like ground floor type of stuff. Last year probably would have been closer to that. And to their credit, no matter how you feel about Mike Vrabel's finishes in the last two years, they never outright bottomed out, right? They were never the worst team in the league. They were the worst team in their division this year, and that puts them among the worst teams in the league. Certainly a top 10 draft pick does not connote any kind of material success, but that they never really bottomed out made last year seem like more of the ground floor of this thing. It does feel different because now you have a different coaching staff to go along with that, and your general manager, who's probably going to get to do more of the duties that a general manager should be able to do under his title, I, uh, I'm i as interested in how they build this thing back up as how they perform on the field next year. That's going to be a huge part of it. Of course, that's the main reason that you know you guys watch football and I cover football and all those different things, the games themselves. But this process that they're getting ready to go through is as interesting as, as, as anything you could see. I think it's uh, I think it's really, really fascinating to kind of document this stuff from, from the ground floor. So uh, we'll have many, many more, well, not too many more, but a couple more months to talk about draft and whatnot. We just figured we touch on it here briefly while we had the opportunity to talk or hear directly from a prospect that was certainly interested in your team. So with that, let's move to draft crushes. Do you have any early draft crushes? We have one more game for the football season to officially be over. Of course, the big game between the tight or the Titans, between the Chiefs. Uh, it sounds like the script leaked, right? Titans next year, 2024. Did I just let the bag go? Uh, no, the Chiefs and the Niners. Who is your draft crush this offseason? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Download the app. Like I mentioned, you can bet on the big game in the Zen Sports app with that promo code ATOZTN. You can get even up to $1,000 with your no danger first wager. Zensports.com slash VIP is also where you can get in on the action if you feel like your Zen Sports play qualifies for their VIP program. You can submit for consideration your VIP play, your Zen Sports play. At zensports.com slash VIP, terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. So who's your draft crush? A lot of people are going to go all over the board here. I think there's a variety of different players and positions that you could look for. Based on the answers that we're seeing in the comment section right now, the vast majority of you are going offense, and I expect that to be the case. There are a couple of defenders that, uh, for example, uh, uh, Verse from Florida State, the uh, the pass rusher, um, is one of the one of my favorite players to watch in this draft class. I don't think that the Titans are going to be in a situation to take him. Jared Verse, the defensive lineman, um, who probably could have come out last year and had an exceptional year going back there to compete at Florida State. He is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, players. To watch in this draft class, but I'm I'm realistic that the Titans are probably not going to be in the Jared Verse market right now. What they might be in the market for, depending on how this draft plays out, even if they don't stick and pick at seven, maybe they trade back because an opportunity to draft a blue chip player 
may exist for them later if the tackle situation or the wide receiver situation or Bowers goes earlier or whatever. My draft crush is a center, and that's pretty unsexy. But when I tell you there are a few things, few things more sexy to football teams than a high-level center, especially one with the size, speed, and intangibles of Jackson Powers Johnson, the center from Oregon, uh, it's it's hard for teams to not be salivating over this 334-pound front-end loader of a human being. Uh, I didn't forget. It's sunny out. Um, I'm going to stick with the big guys. We're in a tent. I'm going to stick with the big guys. Uh, I'm going to go with the center yesterday that impressed for Oregon. Jackson Powers Johnson. Uh, Anytime you got an Oregon guy, they're going to wear an awesome helmet, right? That's number one. Uh, Number two, Powers Johnson. That's what you want from an offensive lineman. You don't want Weakers Johnson. You want Powers Johnson. Uh, He's a Remington Award winner. Only played one year at center. Uh, He was all over the offensive line. He played defensive line, actually, in one of their bowl games. Uh, So one year at center to win the Remington Trophy. Uh, Obviously, a a, uh, a guy who adapted well to his new position uh, and really held his own yesterday in one-on-ones in team drills. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on the big uglies up front because I'm a former big ugly, Ian, and don't you doubt that. You're- Jackson Powers Johnson, he's my favorite interior line prospect of the class. Of course, it's not just tackle help that the Titans could need, though they sure as hell need tackle help. Let's not underestimate that. A good quality, a high-level quality center to draft with Will Levis, to grow with Will Levis, to develop Will with Will Levis, and you know, should the situation work out for both of them down the line to resign with Will Levis. There are few things more valuable than the quarterback center relationship. Few things more important. There's a lot of coaches in the NFL when you talk to them that would tell you that center is the second most important position on the offense, and some would argue that it's the second most important position on the team. You can do yourself a lot of harm, especially with interior pressure and how much more frequently teams try to take advantage of that or have been taking advantage of that in the last, I don't know, 10 years of football. To have somebody who's capable of manning the operation to assist your quarterback and to be, you know, on the same level, on the same brain length or brain waves, right? The same mind meld. Those are things that really, just as reps with quarterbacks and wide receivers are invaluable or quarterbacks and skill position players are invaluable, reps with a quarterback and a center. Uh, you just, there's there's few things that can benefit your football team more than that. So that's my draft crush right now. End the show with a little rising and falling and let you guys get out of here and get on with your Wednesday evening. A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible. By the way, who stock rose, who stock fell this week in sports? You can answer in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, While I remind you that the primetime program is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com. Get your dream address without the stress. Get the Intel edge you need to succeed only at GaryAshton.com. Who stock rose, who stock fell this week in sports. So I have not yet seen the video that Bert picked out for me tonight, but the way that Robert described it, uh, is that rising and falling. I have a video of the guy climbing the sphere today. So of course the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. If you're unfamiliar with the sphere, it's a brand new entertainment venue, immersive entertainment venue for concerts. It's shaped like a sphere. thus the name. 
It is a giant pro projector is not the right word. It's a giant screen. It's a giant circular spherical screen that they can put up images of whatever, I guess you can upload to the sphere on. And it is one of the more fascinating novelties in a city that is full of fascinating novelties. I was in Vegas in June. It's either June or July. And the sphere was still under construction, but I saw it on my way out uh, of Vegas to the airport to come back home after a buddy's bachelor party. And I just in awe of the thing, even before it was lit up and, and there were images being uh, shown on the, uh, on the, on the, on the panels that help it project. I keep wanting to call it projector, but I know it's not right. Either way, here's a video of a guy in Vegas scaling the sphere. Hey guys, I'm here on top of the sphere. I guess they're going to make me go through the top, but uh, I just wanted to say that we are doing this today to raise money for a mother named Isabel. She is homeless and pregnant and needs help, guys. So go over to letthemlive.org or the link in my bio to go support this woman. Uh, big thanks. Praise be to God. I will uh, talk to you all later. The screen that puts constant displays of... Uh, uh, we're getting escorted off the property. Off the property. And uh, Mason is... Got people cheering him on. Never, ever, 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 ever in a million years. I mean, it's a noble cause. It sounds like for him raising money, uh, I would be terrified. I don't know what kind of equipment you would even need. I don't even know what the, the surface of that thing is actually made out of for you to kind of latch yourself to and scale it. What are the dimensions on the sphere? Just out of curiosity, dimensions, uh, I'm going to have to look this up really quickly uh, while we wrap the primetime show up here. Dimensions of the Las Vegas sphere, a quick Google search. Let's see, 366 feet tall. Five, I mean, I guess the width doesn't necessarily matter, but 516 feet wide. It is the largest spherical object in the world. So uh, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy uh, mission that this guy tried to accomplish to raise money for a, a homeless pregnant mother. Um, so again, noble cause. Uh, fortunately, he is okay. Hopefully they raise sufficient funds to justify whatever lawsuits he's going to be dealing with because that is very, very illegal. Big no-no by them. Don't climb the sphere. All right, it's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Thank you guys, as always, for hanging out. Radio from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Going to be a lot of fun. Come hang out with us. we got a lot of different things to talk about. Just uh, for those of you who are thinking about tuning into the radio show tomorrow. We've already kind of put together the show. We're going to talk about the number of, there are so many Tennessee ties in the Super Bowl this year. So many different players, so many different coaches, a bunch of different angles from the state of Tennessee. So we'll talk about who has the opportunity to impact the Super Bowl the most from the Tennessee participants who are in there. We're also going to talk about the best Super Bowls of your lifetime, which ones most, when I say the best Super Bowl you've ever seen, what immediately comes to mind. So we'll do that. Pros and cons of the Titans front office structure. For those of you who haven't heard the official Titans podcast that Chad Brinker and Rand Carthon did, we're going to play you some cuts from that and talk about it together. So it'll be a lot of fun. Come hang out with us from 10 to 1 on The Zone, and I will talk to you tomorrow, if not at 8 p.m. on the primetime program. 
This is our cult. This is our team. We bleed blue. This is our cult. Whether win or lose, we love them. For the shoe, beat the Titans. Let the world hear us now. This is our team. Go Colts!